So here's the big question. How do mortgage brokers like us, who are in the trenches every single day, how do we consistently grow our business every year without working 60 hours a week? How do we get our skills and expertise out to the world and still have a life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I am Ryan Wiley, and welcome to the 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Good morning. Welcome to 12-Hour Broker Podcast. I'm officially back. Back from COVID. Well, sort of. So prior to COVID, you know, I've been doing podcasts pretty um, pretty regularly. and But that was because if you've been listening to those podcasts, it's because when I drive to get coffee, I do my podcast. I like to save, you know, my time in the day. I like to maximize what I'm doing. Instead of listening to the radio, I'll do a podcast. And, but I've stopped drinking coffee and COVID came around and, you know, insert other reason here. But so I just didn't do the podcast. Um, you know, this is a passion project for me. It's, you know, there's, I don't make money from this. This is something for me giving back. I just realized there's so many people out there, especially newer agents that just need some help. It's a crazy uh, and complicated business, yet it's not. We make it complicated, but we still need some guidance. A lot of us do. A lot of us have plateaued and need a pushover. And if I can share just quirky things and stuff that I do in my business and my different perspective on things, if that helps, you know, even just a couple of you, which it sounds like it is, then I've won. Um, and so I'm back to doing this. I don't know how often I'm going to be doing these. I'm going to try to commit to doing a couple times a week. and uh, But they're going to be while I'm out driving. Okay, I just don't drive anywhere. I literally don't. We walk our kids to school. We work from home. Um, we don't drive anywhere. So I will do it a couple times a week. Though. Okay, so I am back. And, you know, I'm just going to give you an update, sort of what's happened to us over COVID and our business. And then I have something I, I want to chat about that I think is really important. I think a lot of people are missing the mark on. Not that I think they are. I know they are. Um, and I'll walk you through that. So through COVID... Our our business did pretty well. Um, now, I, th I think there's a divide. I think, you know, I'm not saying, hey, we're awesome, we did well. But, you know, with those interest rates being pushed down, I think what's happened here is, you know, the brokers that have those databases um, they're and that actually work the database, they're reaping the benefits tenfold. And the ones that don't or the ones that are starting out and don't have that, you know, they're, they're in that hamster wheel of grinding out interest rate deals like where you're competing on rate to get the banks the banks are squashing people in scenarios and it's getting frustrated and what i see happening here is the people who have these databases um you know i know for us our database is probably around 3500 um and what's happening is there's so much unknown out there the banks you know their turnaround time during covid was horrible they didn't have the resources to deal with it obviously um and there's a lot of unknowns about deferral payments. And then now with interest rates going down, there's opportunities to optimize your mortgage, pay a penalty. And then now coming out of COVID, um, a lot of people are interested in shopping and hopefully taking advantage of a little downswing in the market, which doesn't seem to be the case in most of the markets. And so the need for a, an, a true expert as a mortgage broker that's really good at their craft has went you know tenfold. It's increased. And I've noticed this. Um, people are, I still have like, we have a lot more referrals coming in now from our, from our database 
and it's people are like truly starving for an expert to help them out. Um, and so there's this divide. You've got the brokers who aren't doing so well right now, and then you've got other brokers who are doing phenomenally well. Uh, and I'm telling you, there's stuff falling through the cracks on in our business. You know, it is what it is. I'm, you know, I I only am working so many hours a week, and only want to work so many hours a week. But there is a ton of business falling through the cracks that if we wanted to go get it, we could. Um, and so that's out of COVID. Things are going really well for us, and you know, we're doing webinars and whatnot, um, cranking out our business as usual, and you know, trying to deal with all these new guidelines that the lenders are throwing at us. These curveballs that keep coming back and our business is a rental business you know a lot of our business is rental properties and as you know those guidelines have changed so we have to adapt um you know the only constant is change i think that's a quote i don't get quotes right ever and i think that might be one i don't know who said it um so there you go okay so that's an update there um what i want oh and sorry there have been a lot of people reaching out to me <clears throat> through email um through linkedin and through Facebook Messenger. Uh, I'm not on social media a lot. Um, so if you don't hear back from me very quickly, uh, like I just don't really post on social media. Um, don't take it personally. And I've had a lot of people ask if they can, you know, join my team, if they can, any way they can help out in our business and they want to be a part of what I'm doing. And I'll tell you this, we're, we're not looking to take on anyone at this at this moment. Um, if we are, you will definitely know. I will put that out there. Um, but at this time, we're not. Okay. Um, so something I want to chat about today. Uh, I was talking with Scott Peckford, a friend of mine with uh, I Love Mortgage Brokering. You've probably heard of him. Um, it's a phenomenal podcast he does there. Uh, and he's helped out so many brokers in Canada and the U.S. I highly suggest you listen if you haven't. But um, chatting about, we're going to be doing a segment in I Love Mortgage Brokering we're going to be doing a podcast or a Facebook Live. And it's going to be about secrets to marketing to your database. And we're each going to come with three or four secrets. And really, there's one big one that just like stares me in the face, like actually just smacks me in the face every time. And that is this. If every time that you market, put yourself out there, any sort of content that you put out there, be it to your database so it could be, that could be, you know, your regular newsletter or VIP club that you use, wink, wink. Um, it could be anything that you, you know, do regularly with your database, any social media that you do, any posts you put there, any posts you share, any anything you do in social media where you're putting your content out there, you need to have a call to action. You do. And if you don't know what a call to action is, well, that's problem number one, but I'm going to tell you call to action is you are leading someone down a path. You're asking them to do something. The next step. If you're just throwing information out there, you're just spraying and praying with content, but you're not walking that potential client through the next step of what they need to do and giving them a little bit, and then they have to give you this to get a little more, then you're just as bad as, you know, the realtors who are, you know, advertising on bus benches and buses and I don't understand why they do that I, I frankly don't um, there's no way to track how that's going you're just like ah, I hope it's working you know my face is out there I think it's more of an ego thing to be honest with you <laughs> it's so you're as bad as them because you can't really track where people are coming from you can't track what's going on you can't go hey am I is my money am I getting 
bang for my dollar or my time back here. And so I'll give you a couple examples. You know, you have, let's say, a, a, a social media post and you put that out there and maybe you write up like a couple blurb about interest rates being low and that. Well, don't just do that because, you know, everyone and their dog is going, interest rates are low. It's a good time to refinance. Contact me. <laughs> have you ever done that? Have you ever done that with in any scenario? You see an insurance person, hey, I can save you up to 10%, you know, contact me. Like, what? No. Why? Would I do that? Like, you got to give me more. And plus, you got to like, you know, if I'm reading your content, you should be swapping up my, my contact information if you don't already have it for something a little more. So in that instance, instead, what I would do is I would say, I would write up, we've all done a deal, a refinance deal where you help to client out. I'd write up a case study in two, three paragraphs. You could change the names. You don't have to use, you know, the exact specifics of it, but get in there and go, hey, John and Sally were, um, they came to me and they had 38,000 of unsecured debt and they're all in payment at the time and they had an interest rate of 3.19 and they're all in monthly payment for their debt and that was $2,700 and laid out like this and there was a lot of stress in their lives and so we came up with a scenario where we did this, traded their unsecured debt, which was higher interest, into a lower interest rate with the mortgage um, and with the new mortgage, we, we reduced their interest rate on the mortgage as well. We offset to this much of the penalty and this is what their new payment is and they're happy and they've got $600 more a month in their pocket and the stress is gone. And so this is what I do if you want me to consult you on this or see if this is an option, um, then click here. Here's a link to my calendar. So that would be a block. That, that thing, you could write that up, two, three paragraphs, put uh, a link in there to your calendar to book a call, go to calendly.com, it's free, open up one link, that's what we do. I've We've done schedule once with like six links and we've done Calendly, back to using Calendly because it's just simpler and we don't have to pay anything, right? So now you put that out there. Now you go, hey, interest rates are low, all time low. Could be a good time, just like I helped John and Sally Here's an example of, of, of a live deal that we did. Here's how we saved them $600 a month. And then people get to see the breakdown. Because here's the thing, when you're talking to people and you're putting stuff out there about, hey, it might be a good time to refinance, the average consumer, the average client, they don't understand what that means. Like we're in the trenches every day, this is our lingo, this is what we talk about, we can compute this in our head. And we just go, duh, 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 duh. and yeah, it makes sense, here you go, you should do this. But, but you know, a school teacher and a plumber who are grinding away with young kids and a, a dog and just trying to get through COVID and pay bills, that doesn't resonate with them. They don't understand that, right? You have to get on their level. You have to break it down. You have to get more granular because if you're staying too high level with that stuff, you're never going to resonate with them. You just, you won't. You're not going to have a connection with them. Without the connection, you're just like another thing. They just keep scrolling. Interest rates are low. Good time. Yeah. Yeah. Next one. Like, give me an example. So click here to see how I saved this couple $600. Very simple outline for you. And then they go to your blog post and you've got two, three, four paragraphs, whatever. You can repurpose that content. That's the thing. Like you can send that to your database. You can do whatever you want with it. And then you have a link to your calendar. So now you've basically teased them a bit, caught their interest. They've went into your blog post. You could even say, you know, you have to opt in, give me your email address to do that. Or you could say, hey, comment below. Um, that you're interested and I'll send you the breakdown of what we did and then they're gonna you know now you've got their contact info you can trade that give me your email address and I'll email it to you um, or 
send them either way you've got call to actions that's the point of what i'm saying here is you need call to actions so tease them into the blog post and they have your calendar link that's a call to action um trade information opt-in with a simple landing page opt-in form you get an email address if you don't already have it so for your current clients you don't need their info but you need them to be able to book calls with you instead of like looking up your number sending you an email like that's like they could have a, a meeting booked with you in 22 seconds versus the other stuff's like ah it seems like a lot and like you know it, it's a pain in the ass and so and, and we're lazy everyone's lazy right for the most part so we got to make things easy we got to lead them okay so this was that was a small example i've got 20 other examples like that that i could rifle off i'm not going to on here because i try to keep these quick um but call to action please 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 put call to actions and everything instead you're just because if you're on social media and you put that post out there you know people just scroll you're out of the feed you didn't capture anything it was a waste same with your database if you're sending stuff to them you don't know what's resonating with people you know you need to ask them questions get answers back that's what we do in the vip club we ask questions they answer back and then you engage with them now you're engaging with them and then like that's the call to action is answer this question and then you get this gift card or you get entered into this contest and then i respond back to you and that we open up communication that's why the vip club works and it works very well for that purpose if you use it the right way like that so if you're not using the vip club then you got to create engagement out of your database marketing and it's not just education education trying to educate your database all the time it it doesn't work because there's so much information out there you have to get very specific with scenarios it can't just be you know fixed interest rates the penalties on this are this like it's it's too out there you got to come into examples of past clients you got to tell stories people love stories so in your marketing your social media your database marketing you need stories with call to actions okay they resonate a lot more just think of yourself when you love seeing what how other people failed or succeeded and what they did and what like that resonates more than just general stuff okay so we kind of went all over the place here your takeaway from this would be call to action as simple as putting and you should have a link to your calendar in your email signature you know i can't tell you the countless times like way over 100 times that meetings just pop up from people i haven't emailed forever but they have my link from previous emails they don't have to reach out and go what's your i want to reach out i want to talk well they just go back to previous email and they, they always remember there's a link in the account in my signature there okay so you can get that um and then push people back to where you want them to go so if you have a website and you want them to go to blog posts then do that but if they're not clients of yours you want to trade hey i'll show you this case study and this scenario i need your first name and an email address okay so that's the trade-off i'm going to show you how i help this family save 600 a month um so you could just think back to all of you here a truck here because i'm in a parking lot that's what i do um think back to all the people you've helped you could just start building out these case studies and build out one a month and then you literally have this case study will be anything any type of marketing you could send a reference to any new clients as well so once you you get to repurpose you always repurpose everything so you've got this case study built out of a refinance optimize your interest rate while also um, increasing cash flow by taking unsecured high interest debt into a lower interest mortgage 
Um, you've got this built out. Now, next time you're talking to a client and they're like, hey, John recommended you, so I'm talking to you. And hey, this was a great call. I just want to send you, I'm going to send you this. Here's a link to another family we helped. Um, I'll follow up with you and you know this is something we can absolutely do for you as well. You can work that into your process. You just constantly keep using it, right? Repurpose that stuff so you build it once and then you can slice and dice it many times. You can put that on social media once every couple months. You can put it in your database. You can use it in your sales process for clients, for potential new, um, for leads, anything like that. And to refinance people, boom, here you go. And it just gets like on a human level and show your personality in there. You know, be funny or not, or be dry or be sensitive or be, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, so there you go. I hope that helps. Um, call to actions. Otherwise, you're missing out on opportunities and you're, quite frankly, just wasting your time if you don't have this in any of your social media or marketing. Okay. I hope that helps. Um, I will be back with much, much more. And if anyone has any questions, you can reach me at ryan at wileymortgages.com. Um, otherwise, peace out. Enjoy your day. Good morning, 12 Hour Broker Podcast. Ryan Wiley here. Thank you for listening. Uh, sitting here with Maisie, driving to go get my tea. I got my tea. They gave me coffee. What do you do? All right. So I'll have a couple sips, throw it out, because apparently coffee's not good for me. So there you go. Um, so what I want to chat about today was, so I had a, a conversation yesterday. So we have, we all have underwriters. We have a dedicated underwriter. We all have dedicated underwriters, but we have this underwriter with one of our lenders. Um, and he is the, he's a phenomenal underwriter and he's the best that I've had. Um, and he is the top volume underwriter in Canada. Um, and has been for, I believe, the last two years and on track again for this year. And so he does these crazy volumes. And I was talking to another underwriter and saying like, hey, he, that underwriter was asking who my underwriter was. Told them, they're like, oh, don't know how he does what he does. Nobody does. Nobody gets it. Nobody, we see the numbers he puts up. We don't understand how he does it. Okay. So I asked this underwriter, I asked my underwriter and said, hey, like, how do you do it? Like everyone, no one knows how you do it. How, how are you so good, so efficient? How do you crush out so many mortgages, handle so many personalities of brokers and kind of stay sane? And he said to me, he goes, you know what, Ryan? He said, um, all the other underwriters look at things, not all of them, but majority of underwriters look at things differently. They go, they look at this as a job that they come, they work, they go home and they do their thing. He goes, this is my life. This is like my craft. This is what I do. This is what I eat, breathe, sleep. I said, how many hours a week do you work? He said about 70. I was like, wow, that's crazy. He goes, but it's not. He goes to me, it's, he goes, this is what I was meant to do. I love it. I'm really good at it. Um, I provide very good living for my family and blah, blah, blah. And I was sitting there going, yes, yes, this guy gets it. We all have the same 24 hours in the day. We all start the same, you know what I mean? We all have opportunities come across our plate all the time and some of us grab them some of us don't he's grabbed he's found his craft but he's perfected so he's like i i talk about this when i have phone calls with them we're not shooting the shit on even though i would be okay with that with like other things in life he wants to talk mortgages and industry news and guidelines and ratios and deals and and when he sleeps and that's what he talks about and with his partner that's what they talk about um 
because partner's in the space. And so you see like that it's literally consumed his life, but he's the best. And that's why he's the best because I know other underwriters and I'm not just picking on underwriters. The whole point of this, I'm not picking on anybody is, and there's a moral of the story here, but I know other underwriters that literally punch the clock and just go. And you can tell when you work with them, you can tell, um, you know, you're like, okay. And that's with anything in life though. That's really with anything. Um, so, you know, me personally, you know, I'm saying to you, find your, find your craft is mortgages, your craft. And if not, like you got to go all in, there's a reason you're not where you want to be yet. It's because you haven't went all in, you know, if there is a reason and by going all in, you know, I'll tell you right now, I don't particularly enjoy the mortgage industry. <laughs> I don't. Um, and so I was losing my way and then I found, wow, there's like a certain little part of it that I really like doing. And that is showing people how to buy their first investment property. And then another one and another one, because it changed the trajectory of their lives for their families. Um, and I just see how happy it makes them and the impact I'm making and the ripple effect. And so that makes me happy dealing with first time home buyers. I'm just telling you personally for me, I used to geek out on mortgages. I used to. Um, haven't in a long time, but this little part keeps me going. Plus the fact that I love marketing and then I can do marketing in the business. And so those two things, those are my crafts and doing first time home buyers. And all, like, that's just, I really don't want to get out of bed for that. That's just not what exciting to me. Um, I don't like it. It's not my craft. I'm not perfecting it anymore. I've got it to a point and I'm good, but that's me personally. So what about you? What, part of the business are you all in like look yourself in the mirror and go am i all in or do i watch three hours of tv every night because if you watch three hours of tv every night you're not all in on your business this is a commission only business right so there's only one person to blame if you're not where you're at um and so are you all in or are you scrolling through facebook all the time or instagram all the time whatever your twitter how much time are you spending on that versus what you could be building assets in your business. Like you got to be all in. And I know when I first started this business, I was all in. <laughs> I ate, breathed, slept, everything, mortgages. I learned everything. I tried to go out to so many industry events. I tried to just talk to so many different brokers. I was part of I Love Mortgage Brokering, which was a huge asset. I listened to all the podcasts. Um, I would try to model my business after others. I like literally geeked out. I would um, meet with all my underwriters. I would know all the guidelines. I would track my um, database. I would like, I was all in. I try, I was just a sponge, just huge sponge trying to get everything. And I got to a point and then I got burned out um, because mortgages just wasn't for me, but there's certain part of it that is. And I found that part and that's sort of, that's keeping me in the business here. And then another thing is I got out of doing a lot of stuff I didn't want to do. So I perf was perfecting my craft, but I was also doing way too much paperwork. And so when I got someone to do that paperwork for me, um, it opened up my eyes again and it rejuvenated me again. Okay. So I'm at like, you're already doing the work. You're already being a mortgage broker. Why not just be the best? Like, I'm not saying the best in your town. I'm saying, why not be the best in Canada? Like, why not? And I'm not saying that's by volume I'm saying, but why can't you be the best mortgage broker in the world? Right. Why, why settle? You're already putting in time. And so many of us are just right at that point, like to literally right there where you don't even know it's on the other side, but you're just so close. And then you kind of just think you plateau or it seems a little too hard. And so you kind of go the other way. 
Whereas if you just kept pushing, if you, you know, stop stopping, this is what I've been told. In fact, like stop stopping. Anything, you just stop it. I'll say it again. Stop stopping. Keep pushing through. Just be the best. Perfect your craft. Like be all in for you and your family. If you go all in in the mortgage business, and I'm not talking, you know, you go all in and, you know, do everything in your business. That's the last thing I'm talking about. Because some people would misconstrue that and say, well, I'm working 60 hours a week. Well, but you're not working smart. You're definitely not. If you're working 60 hours a week and you're not making hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, if you're not doing 40, 50 million in volume, if not more, working 60 hours a week, then you're doing something wrong. Okay? Um, you're doing too much of the non-income producing stuff yourself and not enough BD. BD's the hard stuff. Figuring that part out, that formula, that's the hard stuff. But if you throw yourself into that world, there's a reason why, you know, I know brokers that have been a year or two in the game and they're doing three to five million. I know brokers that are a year or two in the game and they're doing 30, 35 million. Because those 30, 35 million, they didn't, they're not doing anything different than you. They just went all in. And they spend 90% of their time building their network and doing business development, right? Picking up the phone, just getting in front of people, staying in front of people. That's what they do. So I'm asking you to just look in the mirror if you're not happy with your business. This isn't, hey, my business is doing awesome. That's good for you, good for you. But I know a lot of brokers are underperforming and they're not happy and they're stressed out and they're not where they want to be. And I'm saying, well, yeah, man, girl, whatever, you got to go all in. So that's why the underwriter I work with is the best underwriter in Canada and literally the best underwriter I've worked with in 12 years. Um, and I can say that truthfully. Um, and it's not even close. It's not even close. And because uh, he went on 70 hours a week and live, breathe it, and that's what he wants to do. And, hey, maybe that's not your jam. Maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you just say, hey, I want to make 100, 150 grand a year and work 20 hours a week, right? That's possible. You can absolutely do that. But if you don't have the right systems and processes in place and nurturing of your database and that sort of stuff, well, that's going to fall off at some point because you can only do so much in 20 hours, right? My goal, that's my goal. The 12-hour broker is I work the least amount of hours possible, the maximum amount of revenue, okay? So I've found my model, um, and I've talked about in other podcasts here what my model is, and I just referenced it there, but showing people to buy that first investment property is my model. And it works really well for what I do. And I'm in the right market for it as well. In the GTA, um, real estate always wins anywhere really, but it's tough to have that argument if you're in Alberta. Hey, go buy an investment property. It's like, ah, yeah, no, not going to do that. Um, so I get that. So I'm lucky because the mortgage sizes are high and... Um, I show people about investment properties. We get a lot of two-for-one deals and the mortgage sizes are high. That allows me, and I'm, I perfected, you know, having people make many commitments so I don't lose deals um, and really don't buy down, down any deals um, because of that. So that just allows me to spend less time in the business. Okay. So I wanted to share that with you because I thought that was pretty cool because we've all had, we've all, you know, went and got a haircut here and it's been horrible and it's the most basic haircut you can get and we go over here and you can tell the person just spends I'll, this is me personally my barber now like they you can just tell they really like what they do i've went to other places and it's just a job you know i get the cheap haircuts the master cuts or what i just go hey 
two on the side, blended up top. And it's like, I ask for the same thing everywhere I go, but there's only one place and the, there's like six different barbers there. There's only one place that where they all do it right. And all the other places do it wrong. It's because they don't care. And it's like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You're in and out. And you can tell, right? You can just tell that they don't have the passion for what they're doing. Where these other guys, they've got the passion. They're kind of humming. They got pep in their step. They've got their gear on. They've got their fancy scissors. And I, I pay the same, right? I'm paying the same. I'm paying the same amount. I would pay double for the haircut I get now versus, you know, the master cuts or whatever. Not just throwing them under the bus, but you know the type of place. Um, but it's if you just sit back and reflect, you're like, holy. Like, I've had plumbers out to the house where they're, guys, you could just tell they care so much about what they do. And they let, and the other guys are they're literally punching the clock. And I get the bill and I'm frustrated, even though they fixed what I needed done. I'm kind of frustrated because I'm like, they didn't give it a little extra love. They didn't like, I just didn't feel warm about the situation that I got good value where the other guys, I'm like, man, here's a tip. He's like, you don't tip your plumber. I'm like, I'm tipping you because I really like what you did. Like you left me with that experience. So why can't you take that into your mortgage business? Right. Think of all those times you've had those experiences out there. Um, it's like, okay, like. You know, not all mortgage brokers are created equal. Not all realtors are created equal. There's a reason why some are way over here and some are way over here. Okay? It's because they went all in. you got to go all in. And we we all know this. Deep down, you know this. You know it. So, I just ask yourself. Last time I'm saying it, look yourself in the mirror. Are you in this? Are you in it for the long haul? If you're in for the long haul, then stop watching three hours of Netflix. Stop spending, you know, I watch... I'm not saying I'm perfect because, hey, I I just, my hobbies have shrunk down and I spend it in my businesses. And I watch maximum hour a night of TV, maximum. So, you know, sometimes 20, 30 minutes. Um, but it's because I could rather, I could be building stuff in my business. Instead, that's going to impact my family. Me sitting on my ass watching TV is not going to impact my family, right? It's not. There's, it's just a complete waste of time on this planet. So I'm, you're watching other people's dreams come true, you know, other actors and producers and actresses and writers and like, that's their dream is to do that. And I'm just sitting there watching it. Well, my dreams kind of flow by. That's my mentality. Um, so there you go. Well, that was an early morning podcast where I just kind of went right at it. It's kind of, it's because I see so many excuses and I know we're at 13 minutes. I'm going to end this right away. Um, but I just... I see it around me. I see it in people I talk to. There's always excuses. And the business isn't hard. This is not a hard business. It might seem like it at some times, um, especially when you're starting out. But I'm here to tell you it's not. It's the, the finish line is closer than you think, although there should never be a finish line. Um, but there you go. Okay. So I hope that helps. I hope that's like a wake-up call for some of you. Um, I really do. I hope it's a wake-up call because we have so much opportunity. We've been blessed to have the opportunities we do in this business um, and the impacts we can make on people's lives. Um, so please don't take that for granted. Really don't. Don't just go quit the business and go get another gig somewhere. If that's the case, you, you're, you're way too important. And people want to hear from you. If you're good at what you do, like you have a voice, people want to hear that voice. You know how many times I talk to people? And, man, this keeps going long. I apologize. Um how many times I talk to people and they're just like over the top, like, can't believe you did that. I had someone yesterday come back from, did a pre-approval on a new construction 
um, two years ago. And I said, oh, coffee, that's not tea. Um, and I said, okay, so like, why'd you come back? Because, you know, they're a VIP club and we nurture them and stuff. And she's like, well, I do get your VIP clubs um, with the card giveaways and that. She, she's like, I haven't won yet. Um, but she said, you know why? It's because you're the only one that talked to us and walked us through things. Two years ago, we reached out to two other brokers. And when they found out it was new construction, they didn't have the time of day because it was so far down the road. And we'll do, I do pop on a phone call, 15, 20 minute phone call to understand the situation, give them some advice, some advice on things, answer questions. And then we sent them a pre-approval letter. Um, and they're like, wow. So they came back. That's like an $800,000 mortgage where they came back and we're doing the paperwork and not even a question of, and then at the end, this is the funny part at the end, she said after, so we've got all her paperwork, um, ready to rock and roll. It's like a cookie cutter deal. Um, said, and what's your fee? How much do I owe you for this? <laughs> I'm like, you know, I went into my thing about nothing and I handled that elevator chat, but go figure. It's because how I made her feel back then, it wasn't what I did. It was how I made her feel. People remember how you make them feel, not what you say. Um, and I made her feel really good that I took the time and she mattered. Right. And so how many times I've had people tell me, like, I've had so many experiences before, they were horrible. This has been an eye-opening experience for us. We're so happy we're going to show from mountaintops. And I'm sitting here going, I didn't do anything special. In my eyes, that's how I look at it. Because it just comes second nature. It's what we do. We've built out this process that works and helps people change. Like, I don't feel like I'm doing anything. I feel like I'm pushing buttons and just adding in my personality here and there. And it's like, you know don't sell yourself short. I'm selling myself short. I already know that. Um, but I'm saying don't sell yourself short, especially if you're new to the business. People want to like people and they want to hear from you. Um, they want you to guide them. You're the professional, you know, more than anyone you're talking to. You know, if you're two years in the business, a year, you already know more than you, all your friends and family, everybody, but you have to act that way. Right. So up your confidence game there a bit, but people want to hear from you. Um, they want true professionals and, you know, make them feel good. So we went on like a couple of rabbit holes here. I'm going to end this right now. So there you go, kids. Um, five texts a day. And I hope, I hope that wakes some of you up. Oh, it's the shake you need in the morning. Okay. All right. Peace out. Bye. Good morning. 12 hour broken podcast. Ryan Wiley here. Okay. So I'm going to just share something that we do in our business. I've, I've referenced this before, um, but been doing it pretty consistently here recently over the last couple of months and it's starting to pay off um, and it's really not a lot of work um, but I want to just share what we do and if you grab and take inspiration from it then take inspiration from it um, so you have a transaction and this is for purchase transactions so you have a purchase transaction um, as you know we've all been told this you should be hitting up everyone involved in that transaction you should be you know reaching out to them and mentioning the, the client you have. So you have like your client could be, could have bought a home. Um, and so there's a listing agent, there's the buyer agent, there's lawyers involved, appraisers. So, you know, in theory, they say reach out and thank everybody in the transaction afterwards and say, Hey, if you have any business, I'm glad to help, blah, blah, blah. So we don't do that, but we do do that. So, we don't send anything to lawyers. 
be quite frank, we might have one or two referrals from lawyers over the years. Like real estate lawyers, like they're, they know they have 300 mortgage brokers on speed dial. Um, so we don't bother wasting any time or energy um, marketing to lawyers. Same as appraisers. You know, these people get brought in so far into the process. Uh, but we do focus on the realtors because I personally believe that's the best way to get business, especially warm business and instant business um, from realtors. Okay. And I'm not saying you take on every realtor because there's a lot of nut bars out there. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of nut bars and that'll just soak up your time. But you get in front of enough, you get to know them and then you get to handpick who you actually want to work with and spend time with. So what we do is this. After a transaction's over, um, we will reach out. So send a text message to both realtors. If you know one realtor, obviously you're not going to, but sometimes you just don't know either realtor. And you send a text message and be like, hey, um, it was great working with you. And obviously we were keeping them up to speed during the process as well as to what's going on. And then a call on the day of funding just to let them know, hey, funds did fun. The keys should be ready for your clients. Everything's on track, but we keep them up to date even up to that point. Okay, so it's not like we're just coming out of the blue um, saying, hey, mortgage broker here, work with us. They've already had uh, communication with us and always, always, always well-received kind of like, oh, well, thank, thanks for the call. Like, that's, thank you. Okay, cool. And you can tell like no one else does that. Not a lot of other people do that. Okay, if you do do that, kudos to you because um, it takes time. And a lot of us are lazy, but these are one of those things that if you do consistently, it will pay off. And so we reach out with a text message at the end and go, Hey, um, I sent you an email. I'd love to get your thoughts. It was, it was great working with, uh, you know, our mutual client, John Smith. Um, I sent you an email, uh, please check it out. I'd love to get your thoughts. And then we send him an email and in that email it is, Hey, appreciate working with clients, John Smith. Just wanted to show you what we do. And because this might help impact your business. I know it has other realtor referral partners we work with. And in there is a video that we've made that is literally two minutes and it is of us. So it'd be a video of me walking them through our budgeting, what their client would see, a couple milestones along the way, like what their client and how to introduce their client. So it's like a an all-in-one video going, hey, just wanna let you know if you, you send us a referral, um, we get back to them within one hour. Um, that's, you know, that's, we strive to get that on every lead that comes in. And then we keep you in the loop with communication, open communication the whole way. And then this is the budgeting we do for your client. And then with you as well, this way you're on the same page as the client and us, and no one's overspending or underspending, or everyone's going in with confidence on their offers. You're not wasting time. We will do a full document check up front, pre-approval. We do phone interviews. Uh, and we walk them through that and it's literally two minutes and we show them our budgeting. We go, we record our screen here. This is the video you're going to, your client's going to see and you'll get to see as well. Um, so it's very in depth. Um, there's no surprises for anyone and boom, we'd love to start working together. Uh, I'd let me know your thoughts and that's it. That video itself takes two minutes to make, have never made one and not, um, and had to redo it. I just won't do that. I'll make a video and I just power through it. So it's not like, oh, there's so many takes I gotta do, I gotta do. No, no, just like this podcast. I don't, I honestly don't even know what I'm gonna talk about when I turn it on. I might think about it a minute or two before, but I just go, because if I do that, it's never gonna get done. If I just keep making the perfect video. So I've never made in any videos I've done, and I do videos for marketing, 
and for our webinar funnels and stuff, I've never um, redone a video, never. And I screwed up in the videos, I've made mistakes, um, and I just I just power through it. Go, oh, and I kind of make something funny of it and just carry on, right? First, it makes it seem like it's very genuine and people like that, and it also just saves time. <laughs> like I, I'm not gonna re-record videos. Uh, I'm not that vain, I don't, if, if it resonates with you, it does. If you don't like it because it's not polished, then I'm not your guy. <laughs> and this is like an easy way to figure that out without each of us wasting time and doing a song and dance. So we send that out and the responses that we get back from it. And then we have, then we have like a realtor drip after that. So where it's just like small little things that, and that's like an advanced version. So the simple version is the text, the video and the video you can do on loom, loom.com. It's free. You just record your screen. You can have your picture in the corner if you want. If you don't want to have your picture in it, you take that off and it's just recording your screen and you're walking them through the budgeting that you do. And if you're not doing budgeting, well, that's your first mistake. Then I would probably start doing budgeting with every single client because um, there's a big wow factor in that. And I've talked about that on other podcasts. That's one of the most important things we do in our business. Okay. Um, but at the very least, Send them a video. Tell them why you're different. Like why they should want to work with you. What, how you're going to make their job as a realtor um, easier, better. Have help them make more money, right? So that two minute video, it's powerful. It's quick. It's not like an eight minute video. They have to like, oh my god, this guy's just selling himself. It's two minutes, and it's all about them and how we're going to help them, save them time, not waste their time with clients. Make sure the financing will go through, um, and that you're going to get back to their client quick. So all those points, realtors want to hear that. So imagine that. Imagine, like, do you think good things would come of that? It really takes us no time. In under five minutes um, per transaction, we've got that sent out. And then, and so I did this, well, I've been doing it for a while, um, but we had a deal uh, last week that closed and sent this out. And about a week later, I got an email. So a couple of days ago, I got an email from a realtor, from the realtor. The, uh, it was their client, their mortgage broker dropped the ball. We picked up the pieces, put it together, and then sent that video how we're different. And she got back. It's a family uh, real estate company. She's like, our family's blown away by what you do. We've been doing this for over 10 years, haven't seen this. Uh, and then gives me all her information and an application to buy a rental property. And here you go. Like, we're, we're working with you. And boom. So, and how that's, like, deals are just going to start coming out of that on top of just that realtor's business okay so i'm telling you that is easy that is so easy for all of you to do so the listing agent you obviously just get that off of um the mls if you don't know the listing agent, the buyer agent you should know who the buyer agent is for your client you should always know um get their information you should be updating them throughout the process because you've got an opportunity to showcase yourself every every single file you're working on is like a warm lead even though you've got the deal, you've got mutual people in there that all trust each other and like each other. So if you're blowing your client away, you need to, this is an opportunity for you to showcase yourself with their realtor and the listing realtor. Because like, how else would you do it? You have their attention because they need you right now to do what you do. And they want to know that you're getting this done with their client and they want to be kept in the loop. If you didn't have their client, as a client, then it would be 10 times, 100 times harder to get their attention. But you've got their attention. 
because this is money in their pocket and it's a client and they can't be like ignore you so you keep them in the loop and now you can showcase your process right and showcase your salesmanship and your knowledge and your communication style and whatever's unique about you and your business you have this opportunity this this time right now to show them once the deal closes it starts that window starts like the door just starts closing and closing, it gets smaller and smaller, and then three months, four months down the road, it, it's gone, it's missed. Right? They, they're like, ah, whatever, what? I'm on to the next deal. Don't know who you are, kind of, maybe. Um, but while you're working with them, please keep them in the loop, and please follow up on closing, and then send them that video. Loom.com, very easy to do. Even if you don't have any budgeting in place, which is crazy if you don't, but if you don't, just a video of yourself talking and, like, there's got to be something unique about what you do, the area you serve, um, the commonality you have with them on something. Um, so there you go. There you go. That's my tip for the day. Um, it works. Minimal, minimal, minimal effort. Warm, warm, warm uh, leads, warm referral partners in a small window of time. Okay. So five texts a day, kids. I hope that helps. Peace out.